You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. everyone, and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. It was about three o'clock in the morning, and our SOC analyst picked up an endpoint detection and response alert for a suspicious zipped JScript file that's basically Microsoft's implementation of JavaScript. That's John Hensinski. He's Director of Global Operations at Expel. The research we're discussing today is titled Expel SOC Stops Ransomware Attack Aimed at WordPress CMS via Drive-By Download Disguised as Google Chrome Update. And now, a word from our sponsor, Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense provides award-winning cloud-based automated endpoint and vulnerability management solutions to streamline IT and security operations. With its advanced platform, businesses gain complete visibility and control over their infrastructure, reducing IT and security risks, and optimizing operational efficiency. With Sixth Sense, you'll get real-time alerts, risk-based vulnerability prioritization and remediations, and an intuitive automation and orchestration engine so you can focus on your core business goals. Confident in the knowledge that your enterprise is secure, compliant, and running smoothly. To learn why enterprises choose Sixth Sense, visit SixthSense.com. When we were looking at the alert, it it was using a name that uh, was attempting to masquerade itself as, as a Google Chrome update. And when we were looking at the alert, something just didn't feel right, you know, because the thought that we had is, hey, you know, Google Chrome updates don't typically come down in this fashion. Why is an employee attempting to kind of manually install these if they are legitimate updates? And then what we noticed is like, the endpoint detection and response tool was actually blocking execution of that malicious JScript file. So we thought to ourselves, hmm. hey, hey, we, we better investigate how this ended up on, on the hosting question. And so to, to make a long story short, we did some additional digging. We looked at, at the employee's Google Chrome history. And what we found was that that malicious zipped JScript file actually came down from the company's uh, WordPress 
CMS site. So that led to some additional investigation and the, the rest of the investigation unraveled from there. Well, let's walk through that together. I mean, you, you, as you say, you, you know, you get this odd file, which piques your curiosity. What happens next? Yeah. So when we get a file like that, it's about asking a series of questions. The first one is like, well, how did it get there? And okay, it came from the company's WordPress site. So, okay, why would the company's WordPress site be serving a malicious JScript file potentially? Then the next hmm. question that we're, that we're going to ask ourselves is, okay, what does the file do? So what that consists of is we'll actually acquire a copy of the file and we'll detonate it in an internal sandbox just to kind of see what happens after running that. And in our analysis, what we found, it, it was the first component of a variant of the Wasted Locker family of ransomware. Basically, this would be the first step in a particular system or organization eventually being ransomed. And the variant in question was was uh, was of the Wasted Locker family of malware. So it's basically step one in attempting to ransom an organization by compromi- compromising the organization's WordPress CMS site. Well, take us through the, the infiltration on the WordPress site itself. I mean, how do you suppose this got there? And that first hosting question, um, what we did is we pulled the, the user's Google Chrome history, and we found that one particular WordPress page was serving the malicious payload. And so when that happens, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the source code of the, of the page that's serving the malicious file. And when we kind of look at the source code, what we found was like an evil malicious inline script that was somehow injected in, in, into the page. Hmm. Well, things things got a little bit more exciting from, from there because remember, when the investigation started, it's three o'clock in the morning Eastern time, and we've got one host, that's the scope of this. So what happened is, is more users started to, to wake up, excuse me, more employees woke up and started to start their day. More and more systems were starting. We're starting to get more and more alerts of this activity from from different from, from different hosts in question, and wow. we repeat. Yeah, we repeated our investigative process, and what really started to, to frighten us was we're seeing multiple pages on the company's WordPress site with the same inline injection. Now, luckily, the EDR technology was blocking execution of the malicious file. But keep in mind. This is a WordPress site that's accessible to anyone. So not only can the employees of the organization access that, but anyone you know with an internet connection could potentially be um, you know victim victimized from a result of visiting this this particular any of those web pages. So there is a level of urgency there, and it wasn't just one page; it was multiple pages. So we're thinking, okay, we've got to move really, really quickly here. So our investigation pretty much looks works like this. Let's let's look at the source code of all all of the compromised pages, and then the first step it's it's pretty basic from there. It's like, okay, what version of WordPress is the organization running? And what we've got some third-party tools that can just get us, you know, the, the versioning of the WordPress version that's running. And we found that it was it was running a, a, a legacy version. So at that point, we said to ourselves, okay, listen, there's some type of vulnerability that's being exploited here. And we kind of look at the totality of what's happen- happening. We, we stumbled ap- uh, across some open source research that attributed to this to potentially being the SOC Golish framework. And basically, that's a framework used by attackers to spot vulnerable WordPress sites and inject pages with a malicious script that ultimately uh, will serve something like a zipj script file posing as a fake update with the intent of gaining access to, to systems to eventually um, conduct a ransomware attack. So for the user themselves, I mean, uh, you, you're someone who's, uh, you know, browsing around on this company's website, on their WordPress site, as you say. Uh, is this a situation where something pops up and says, hey, time to update Chrome? 
Yeah, and that's what makes this a little bit more scary because imagine you're an employee visiting the WordPress site for the organization you work for. You're using Google Chrome, and then after visiting the WordPress site, you get a pop-up that says, hey, it's time to update Google Google Chrome. You're most likely going to say, yeah, I'm going to download that, and I'm going to run that, and that's what's exactly happened. So the, the real the scary part is like users running Google Chrome, visiting their own Word, the Word organization's WordPress sites, and being thrown fake Google updates, which could potentially lead to the first component of, of, a, of a ransomware attack. And what can you tell us about the specific vulnerability here in, in this version of WordPress? Any, any notion of how this code was being injected? Yeah, so we weren't able to confirm which specific vulnerability was being exploited. That's kind of one of the challenges when you're working with a SOC as a service. It's kind of, you have to move fast. When we were working with this particular customer, it became more, it was more critical for us to, to get, to help them get a, a handle on it versus, okay, can I get, you know, web access logs to, to determine which specific vulnerability? The guidance that we gave this specific customers was, 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 hey, listen, we know that something's being exploited here. We believe it, it's, it's, it's a WordPress application. We believe that based upon preliminary evidence, we can't determine which specific vulnerability is exploited, but let's go ahead and just update to the most recent version and get this off, off of the site because I think that's the most critical thing. So in this particular case, speed was, was more important than identifying which specific vulnerability is exploited because we wanted to move fast and fix this issue, issue for the customer. Can you explain to us what, what did the customer have in place that was blocking the execution of this rogue file? That's a really good question. In this particular case, the customer is running endpoint detection and response and agent. And basically that agent was just looking for uh, malicious processes. So in this case, the EDR agent had a signature or a detection that says, okay, if you see this type of zip JScript, zip JScript file attempt to be executed on the, on the box, go ahead and block the process. So which is really good because when, when the employee attempted to run that JScript file, EDR was blocking it. But if we had just stopped our investigation there, we would have missed a really, really, really big piece in our investigation that, oh, oh, by the way, the company's WordPress site is actually the system serving this. And there's a much bigger problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your recommendation for, for folks who are out there running WordPress? And there, I mean, there's a lot of folks out there who run WordPress for a, a lot of good reasons. But I, I think this example uh, really shows that sometimes organizations have all the best intentions, but for one reason or another, you don't keep things up to date. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, before I jump into WordPress, I'll, I'll provide your listeners some context. Like, we do respond to to um, a lot of incidents where a public-facing web application or server is exploited, but oftentimes it's using an older vulnerability, meaning that vulnerability is one, two, maybe even three years old uh, at times. Now, that's not to say we're not responding to incidents where it's a zero day or one day, but more often than not, we're responding to internet-facing systems where a, an older vulnerability was exploited to get remote code execution on the box. But to, to talk about WordPress specifically, you know, WordPress security and its ecosystem has improved over the years, but like it's still an attack vector. Obviously, keeping up to date on patches is key, but a couple other things that, that folks can consider is run trusted and well-known WordPress plugins. What I mean by that is like, don't just look at the plugin, look at the vendor that's developing the plugin. Consider uh, executing a third-party assessment against the vendor that's actually producing the, the WordPress plugin that you want to run. Um, and there's also really good WordPress hardening guides or install or even WordPress security plugins that that might be right for particular organizations 
as well. I think the other things to consider is, you know, um, MFA everything and all users. Like if you have folks that are authenticating into the WordPress admin, admin panel, make sure you're using multi-factor authentication. And then finally, this is a really good recommendation. Consider running an IR tabletop exercise where the initial entry point is your WordPress site. Why I think that's so key is like more often than not, your WordPress site is going to be managed by a third party. So really, even asking the question, hey, our WordPress site was just compromised. Who did we contact? How quickly do they have to get back to us? If we needed to you know, shut down the application or shut down and, and kind of retain a copy of the data, how does that even work? And I, I, I think you know, a really effective security program would ask that what if question. And by asking that what if question, you develop the muscle memory to say, I know exactly who we have to call and I know exactly how quickly they're going to get back to us. So by asking that question through an IR tabletop exercise, you'll be more prepared in the event that that you do uh, experience an incident from from a WordPress site attack. You know, it it strikes me that um, because of this organization's uh, foresight to have a system in place to be able to scan files as they were, you know, coming to their users endpoints, they were able to mitigate this. And so, you know, that, that, that in itself is a happy ending. But I imagine for some of the folks who might have visited their site, they might not have been that lucky. And uh, I suppose, the, I mean, the organization, it seems to me, correct me if I'm wrong, they were unaware that they were serving up this potentially malicious information from their own site. Is, is this the sort of thing where some sort of um, behavioral uh, monitoring could have helped along the way that they're that they could have been saying, wait a minute, we sure are serving up a lot of executables here from our WordPress site. What's that about? You, you follow my line of thinking? No, I do. So I'll, I'll, I'll kind of answer that with, with two key points. We knew EDR for the organization was blocking the zip trace script file now. We needed right. to move really quickly because what if it, what if they changed the payload that was being served or changed the file that was being served to employees and suddenly EDR was no longer blocking it? But mm. you're absolutely right. The other, other component of that is like we wanted to move really, really quickly because you're right. There are potential folks visiting that site that we don't have visibility into that were being served that file. And what we were really, the reason we wanted to move so quickly is we were, we were focused on minimizing any potential collateral damage from, from folks not associated with the organization visiting that site. Now, your question regarding, you know, monitoring of those, the particular WordPress pages. Now, that's that's a really interesting concept. In this particular situation, we didn't have direct visibility into the WordPress site because this in this situation, it was managed by a third party. So if you do have direct access to your, you know, WordPress site, you know, monitoring for changes for those pages might be one more to explore. But I guess the best guidance I give it is, is, is follow, follow the, follow the, the recommendations that we've outlined in terms of, you know, staying up to date, running trusted plugins, following a hardening guide, MFA, MFA everything in all users, and then run that IR tabletop exercise. And that's probably going to be your best way to, to prevent, um, um, you know, an attack on your WordPress site. In the aftermath of of this event itself, which you know for for the organization sounds like they, you know they they were able to uh, escape with minimal uh, impact here. Were there any changes made to their own policies? Was it a bit of a wake up call for them? Yeah. So obviously, they're we're running the most up to date version of of WordPress today, and we've we've confirmed that, and they'll they'll update their their patching procedure uh, relative to their WordPress applications. And that this organization is also going to explore um, implementing or updating, you know, their content security policies, which basically says, you know, what JavaScript can run on my particular web applications. 
So that's one of the things I love about working as a SOC as a service is we use these incidents to help organizations improve their security strategy and their security posture. So this is a good wake up call and say, hey, we've got to keep our WordPress sites up to date. We're going to explore our content security policies and kind of consider some other uh, other strategic changes. And I really hope, you know, we didn't they didn't have to run an IR tabletop because we got to run that with them. But, you know, consider running additional IR tabletops for some other scenarios is also up for consideration as well. Our thanks to John Hensinski from Expel for joining us. The research is titled Expel Sock Stops Ransomware Attack Aimed at WordPress CMS via Drive-By Download Disguised as Google Chrome Update. We'll have a link in the show notes. And now a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. The CyberWire Research Saturday is proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our amazing CyberWire team is Trey Hester, Elliot Peltzman, Peru Prakash, Justin Sabi, Tim Nodar, Joe Kerrigan, Carol Terrio, Ben Yellen, Nick Vilecki, Gina Johnson, Bennett Moe, Chris Russell, John Petrick, Jennifer Iben, Rick Howard, Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next week. <laughs>